The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Jenkins and Jones is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Thursday, May 13th. We've got a jam-packed show, as always, talking about Brad Beal, talking about Braun coming back, talking Shaq versus Timmy, J. Cole, basketball star, and a bunch of other nonsense that we're uh, very excited to bring to you. As always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, how's it going, guys? Lejethra Jenkins, a.k.a. John. How you doing, Bubba? Dragonfly Jones still reporting from the darkness, you know what I mean? The Guardy darkness. B, a.k.a. Mike. John is still with Bubba, and Tyler is still from the dark due to excessive amounts of flour cum in the air uh, <laughs> causing an allergic reaction. They got me. <laughs> Bubba's ain't going nowhere, man. Bubba's a stay. It's, that's here to stay, dog. That's my shit. You, yeah, you fucked it. You went away from Bubba's for a couple months. I'm back at it, though, man. I'm calling people Bubba on the golf course. My lady called me Bubba when she hit me up, man. It's a, this is a, I'm leaning all the way into Bubba. Bubba is I, back. Yeah, I like it. Well, up top, we've got to talk about uh, your Bubba, uh, Brad Beal, getting into St. a Louis. bit of a, a, a brouhaha, big St. Louis. Big uh, STL. Big STL. You big were all STL over this indeed. shit. Break, 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 no it, break, break, break it down. That was a wreck. 
That wasn't a that wasn't a brouhaha, bro. That was that was a internet shellacking. First off, Baysmore was talking out of turn, bro. Anytime Baysmore is talking, it's out of turn. My yeah, dude. explain explain me? explain what happened for people who aren't following. Well, what happened what? was basically Baysmore took a little shot at, at Brad Bradley, you know, getting hurt, uh, saying he was attempting to keep up with Steph's, uh, you know, scoring performances because they're in a, you know, a, a scoring duel because of the, the the scoring championship or whatever. And he said, like, you know, people hurting their hamstrings trying to keep up. Take it, you know, talking, you know, big up. Trying to keep the average up by reducing the number of games, right? And what was wild to me, I said it when I interviewed him, I'm like, I I thought, okay, maybe he was feeling himself, all this shit. Like, bro, first off, you a regular-ass motherfucker to be talking about Bradley fucking Bill, dog. You know what I mean? Like, you're like... I, I don't even know how the man got to the post game. They just letting anybody in the post game now. You feel me? He had five points. He was two for two from the fucking field. Talking about a nigga that's averaging 31 on a whole last year, dog. He shot you know a good percentage, saying? though. He shot he a good what? percentage. He shot Hell a good of a percentage. percentage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll give Pick him that. The swaps. 100- right. He was feeling, two for two, feeling himself. I'm going at Bradley Bill. You know what I mean? An all-NBA player. I'm going to talk. No, bro, like, he was talking solely off of the strength of Steph, bro. You don't – there's no need for that shit, dog. And then going and talking about his injury. That's what really, like, that was – he crossed the line. And Brad let him know exactly what motherfucking time it was. You feel me? Yeah, he he definitely crossed the line. But, you know, a dude like Bays, like, that's kind of his value, you know, building up his guys, right? Like, that's, you, you know, he's a dude who's a locker room guy who everyone seems to like. He crossed the line here, you know what I'm saying? But but he knows that, yo, you know, I got to endear myself to Steph. You know, they're underarm family. and But he just crossed the line right here because he knows that, you know, his on-court performance ain't necessarily going to keep him around, but but being buddied up with Steph just might. You know what I mean? It, it was a uh, role players talking like starters of the decade. Like, <laughs> bro, stay, sure, stay, bro, stay the swing in that towel, bro. That's where your values <laughs> in. Be the best. Get, get Let you some Steph curls in. take shots at right, Brad Beal. Right, if right. Steph wants to take shots at Brad Beal. Right. And, and Brad still would have went to Steph like, hold up, because that you don't talk about somebody who's, like, literally injured. You know what I mean? Like, that's some bullshit. And nobody's taking away from what Steph's doing. Steph is, you know, that's the, that's the thing. The motherfucker had 49 and 29 minutes. You didn't have to say shit. It was unnecessary. Steph did all the motherfucking talking on the court, my nigga. That was an amazing performance. Motherfuckers pulled out the motherfucking Chaparuski ass fucking meme. Everybody was watching. You know what I mean? The, the bat signal for Steph. One oh. thing that one thing that has happened before in NBA locker rooms that can disrupt a team's chemistry a little bit is if a Steph Curry says something in passing or as a joke, you know, in a locker room or on the bench or something. And then Baysmore goes out and sort of takes it out of context or whatever. It sort of like peels a curtain back in kind of an unfair way to Steph. Cause that might've come from a joke Steph made or something. You know what I mean? Not, but not meaning it to be like a public criticism, oh, no just the doubt. way you talk shit with your team. For so sure. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if actually this kind of put him in a little bit of the opposite with Steph. The Steph's like, come on, man. I don't want to fucking talk about this shit. Steph and right that now. nigga like, like lame ass nigga too. Like, you lame. You know what I'm saying? That's between me and you. Hey, he got them. He, uh, on Twitter, added lame ass. <laughs> I love it. When you rev the lame up, lame ass. Hey, that's 
he tweeted with the say he tweeted with a St. Louis accent. For you sure. feel me? You feel me? You know what I mean? I, we all knew exactly how he said that shit, bro. You know what I mean? That shit was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, basically, Bays was trying to hype his guy up, but he did him no favors here, and he had he had Bill basically, you know, calling stuff a fan in, in so many words, like your man's watching what I do, keeping up with my box scores, right? <laughs> like all this shit just backfired terribly. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> So Baysmore, I guess you should have bazed less on this one. <laughs> it's like I mean, he in just a, it's, it's, the fuck up sometimes. That's a good thing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like in the political drama when the like the boyfriend of the assistant press officer in the White House leaked something that he heard that he heard that the president said. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like this isn't where this news is supposed to break from, bro. <laughs> right. And the thing is, he was like, "You might have to research that." Bitch, you thought you was clever. <laughs> Silly ass nigga, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dog. You know what I mean? It's just, bro, that, that, like you said, that's not where that shit's supposed to come from. And that was part of the issue. But the bigger part of the issue was you're talking about a man who's missing basketball. You know what I mean? That's not off the strength of another man's fucking accomplishments. You know what I mean? That, that all of that is just that shit is like, like Bradley said, lame as fuck, nigga. Um, all right, always at the top of our Bubba rankings, LeBron James, uh, hopefully knock big on Bubba. wood. The big Bubba. The big uh, Bubba. Hope, we're recording this Wednesday before the Lakers game. We're hopeful that he's going to be back on the court tonight. Um, I would say if you've been watching the league the last couple of nights, I'm suddenly very excited about these playing games, about the playoffs. The, the seven through ten seeds are looking lethal. <laughs> John is Yo, breaking my Kobe's out. ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Lakers shorts. Um, hey, we back on the train, baby. What, what What do you guys think about Braun coming back? What are you hoping to see? And and have can you ever remember a time when a seven and an eight seed felt more confident than the Lakers and the Warriors do right now, matching up with the the Suns and the fucking Jazz? Yeah, that's it's you know seeding just it it doesn't I don't think it means much right now. You know, especially since it's going to be limited capacity. There's again, it's going to be like last season where there's no real home court advantage. So you're kind of just looking at the brackets, like you know, what opponent is is more favorable to you? And you know what I mean? It's it's you know, I would definitely rather see Phoenix than like Utah or, or Denver, of course. I would rather see them than the Clippers. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a hundred percent. Clippers are the team I would least like to see. That I think on the last pod we started talking about. All of a sudden, I'm kind of rooting for the seven seed over the six seed, where you yeah. might have to play the Clippers. I would want to see the I would want to see Phoenix or the Jazz over the Nuggets or the Clippers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, you know what I mean? Like Phoenix, I think will just absolutely fucking eat. You know what I mean? And I feel like the Jazz, like who they need to be good, the way they win is they're having people that are having like the best Clarkson, best season ever. You know what I'm saying? The 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 Aussie, what's your the, the social studies teacher? What's your what's your man's name? Angles, Angles, Joe Angles, hell of a season. You know what I mean? You know, like they got a defensive player of the year, and then they really got, broke you know, down I'm the saying? you know the conflicts of the Mongol Empire trying to expand its reach to Japan. You know, in my tenth grade history class, <laughs> that guy. You know what I mean? Bogey playing hella good. Like I don't, we don't know how that's going to show up in the playoffs. I think the, I think you know, like Go Bears, he can't play good in the pick and roll. We gonna eat off that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mitchell will be, will be solid, but I mean, I don't know how, how Clarkson is going to show up in the playoffs. How, how's Bogey going to look in the playoffs? You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'm extremely confident about, against anybody we go, go against, except the Clippers. The Clippers are really good, but like, like we've talked about, 
pandemic P show up. You know what I mean? That's why I want to play the Clippers later in the playoffs. You said you know, what? That, that's why I want to play the Clippers later in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, there's always the chance they might not be there, right? <laughs> like somebody <laughs> might get their ass. You know, there's that too. I was real nervous about playing them last year and they didn't show up to the party. You know, I was at the park at 3.30 p.m. ready to get my ass whooped. And, you know, instead I'm taking selfies with the empty park bench. Like, I guess I won, you know? <laughs> they were one game away from the party too and just stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they were around the corner from the fucking party. You know what I mean? Ran out of gas, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, hey. Um. So, so my 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 other question is just about Braun. I mean, if Braun goes in there, makes two hard cuts, jumps to where his head is near the rim, are you guys at that point you're ready for him to sub back out for the playoffs, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Just show us you still got it for like eight minutes, <laughs> and and then we can move on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I, I don't really even need to see Bron. They're winning without him, I, I, which is, you know, fucking AD's turned it around. I mean, AD was looking good. Like they the played it. Th- that Lakers Knicks game was a, a really incredible game, and we were talking about it with the Nets as well. That this is what we talked about with the Nets. Like, are the Nets going to be able to defensively execute at the level that the Lakers and the Knicks are? Like, that was playoff level scouting and execution, For sure. right? Um, and I, you start to see that playoff intensity because teams are fighting for home court teams are fighting for, and you know, the home court advantage in terms of the crowd in the game, I agree with Tyler. It's not as severe, but if you're the Knicks, you still would rather save yourself the extra flight, you know, (laughs) you'd still rather be at home. So I think you started to see that intensity, but what the Lakers did without Braun or Schroeder or Caruso, I mean, you had like Kyle Kuzma running the point. (laughs) Hey, Kyle Kuzma's been solid this year, dog. The way he approaches the game is totally different, and I love it. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm, I'm focusing on the scrappy shit, and then, you know what I mean, like, when, 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 and, let, and let the rest of the game come to me offensively. You know what I'm saying? And it's been great for him. You know what I mean? So I, I want to take that from Kyle. You know what I mean? He's been having a solid ass year. Uh, but I don't want him as a Carl starting Kuzma point guard in the playoffs. Solid. Carl, yeah. yeah, Carl Kuzma's been playing great. But yeah, Carl has been yeah, solid. We don't want Carl, like you said, we don't want Carl bringing the ball down the court, you know, playoff in playoff minutes for sure. You know what I mean? Against Chris Paul. <laughs> Definitely not. So, I just that mean motherfucker going to eat, bro. He going to be. Anyway, th- this last, I'm, I'm really excited. The next time uh, we have an episode out, it'll be on Monday. So we'll be really able to, to start breaking stuff down. I'm very excited for the playoffs. It's just, it, it was a long slog. I think you've heard us talk about it a hundred times. You've heard every national basketball person who's who doesn't lie to you talk about how horrible <laughs> regular season was, but it's starting to shape up, uh, even though obviously there have been some injuries that suck. Um, okay, big stupid debate on Twitter this week. Shaquille O'Neal versus Tim Duncan. Tyler, your thoughts. It's I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we, we have to kind of get the full scope of it was it was saying, you know, who would be a better fit in today's game, you know, um, Shaq or Timmy. Then it kind of derailed into who was flat out better. And, you know, I, 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 you know, I can do the hypotheticals, you know, sure. Make your case on who would hypothetically fit better in 2021 basketball. But when we went to the territory where we were saying Timmy was better than Shaq was when I was like, hold on a cotton-picking minute here, Bubba. <laughs> you know, that's what I had to hop in. Um, but, 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 you know, but, but going back to the original question that was posed, I think that's, that was, was, was kind of my gripe with it. It was like a lot of young people looking at the, the scope of the game today and seeing and trying to evaluate Shaq on that, right? 
Like you, you know, of, of I, I do think that Timmy will probably be a better fit in today's game than Shaq would because but of his defensive versatility or why during their way he can move. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that definitive versatility um, can, you, you know, more range on his jump shots. Yeah. 17 footer was cash. Um, rim protection too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, so I, I think he would be a better fit today, but during their era, Shaq was better. It was he was just flat out better. And then it turns to, of course, oh well, you, well, you, you mean we need to give Timmy some more respect? Y'all keep slandering Timmy. Y'all don't appreciate him. No, we're just saying Shaq was better, bro. It's that simple. You had a fucking. You had Shaq. a twenty. You had a twenty-year-old you know I mean? uh, screenshotting you a Darko chart. Darko, <laughs> Darko DPM chart, telling me to watch more basketball. You were born in fucking nineteen ninety-seven. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I, I guess Tim is a better fit, but I don't think he would be more dominant than Shaq. Now, I think Shaq just was one of those guys that, regardless of fucking era, he would have been fucking insane. Like if you look at Embiid, Embiid's changing the way he's played this year, and he's been extremely dominant. He's shooting less threes than than, than ever. He's getting more buckets in the paint, and he's been dominant. You know what I mean? Like banging at like an older style. You know what I'm saying? Big. I, Shaq, I don't know. If you if you look at Zion this year, I don't know how you couldn't feel like Shaq would be even more dominant in today's era. You know, I, I think that I saw the point made about Shaq as a defensive liability in the modern NBA. Fair. You know, I mean, I, he couldn't I, get up I, and down the court like, you know, what I'm saying? Is that, that we're saying. Yeah, but I, but I think lateral um, movement. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, think he's Timmy a had better big, lateral movement. Yeah. A, oh, okay. I mean, come, you know, and look, listen, Shaq had incredible footwork. We had incredible oh, yeah. footwork for a 320 pound man. Yeah. Not and offensively for the most part. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? But I, but um, I think Tyler Conway, who I believe we all follow on Twitter, he to me he had the correct day. It's just like Shaq at its peak. At his peak, I mean, you don't. There's no one you could throw at that dude in terms of a better career. Yeah, I mean, Shaq got fat and happy and lazy the way that I would if I was a three-time NBA champion. <laughs> but when it was winning time, <laughs> Shaq did Shaq shit. You know what I mean? Forty and twenty on a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I yeah. think, but I think the point to me, like late '90s Shaq, that first, you know, the first Lakers vintage Shaq from when he came in to that time. He would fit in this year's in in today's NBA because he could run still. Definitely. You know, definitely. after that. Yeah. Okay, yes. Is he a defensive liability? Have you watched Mark Gasol be a half court when an opponent is dunking? He was about that speed, you know? <laughs> so I like that's the that's the breakdown for me. But I mean, in terms of dominance, like if you weren't alive for Shaq, it's difficult to comprehend yeah, exactly really how is. dominant he was. The defensive player of the year is probably Gobert. Yeah. His specialty is protecting the rim. What the fuck would Shaq do with that motherfucker? <laughs> You feel me? Like we ain't Bro, talking about Shaq we ain't talking little. about him being mobile out there, being able to, you know what I'm saying, play, pick and roll, none of that shit. We just talking the defensive player of a, of the year's specialty. And Shaq would fucking annihilate that nigga. Okay? Not not, not destroy, annihilate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dog, stop it, bro. Like I, I just I I think if people, and also you had to really, like, if you really saw Shaq, it's not really a, a question. You know what I mean? If you actually were watching the games back then, yeah. it's not even really a question. I think the fact that you look at, you know, we look at analytics and YouTube and all this other shit, bro. Like, it's not, if you were actually born and saw that shit at that time period, it's not really that big of an argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I actually think Orlando Shaq would be a way better fit than Los Angeles. I could move. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, we feel like a 400 runner, you know, for sure. For sure. Like, like, like Orlando Shaq was out there getting out there in transition. He was handling the rock at times. Like Orlando Shaq in today's NBA will be a fucking problem. And he put up 25 and 12, I think his rookie year, something like that. Something insane. And three blocks. Like, you feel me? Big crazy. That nigga was cold. All right. That's playing with Shaq's name, nigga. That's a. <laughs> He's not just a general auto insurance uh, spokesman, you know? I mean, put some respect on his name. Uh, okay. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now let's talk about uh, the Tim Duncan of uh, rap music. Uh, J. Cole oh, is uh, trying to... Uh, what is, is trying Why? to uh, launch a basketball, oh, pro basketball career in Rwanda. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? How how are you? Would you rather listen to the new J. Cole album sitting still in your room or watch an uninterrupted full hour of him playing basketball? What's your what's your pick? You know, I'm I'm actually interested in this album. It, mm-hmm. it, it It's weird with me and J. Cole. Like every now and then I get interested in an album and I'm kind of interested in this one. He's been, you know, low key for the past couple of years. I love that. Um, um, 
you know that that, that dreamers uh compilation that they dropped last that year i love crazy. that shit but um i'm i'm act yeah that shit was fire i'm actually looking forward to this j cole album who'd have thunk it but does that mean you're not going to tap in and watch the rwandan pro basketball I absolutely am not going to watch <laughs> Rwanda semi-pro ball or whatever. No. Oh, <laughs> no I'm way in hell. I'm, I've I'm, seen the J. Cole footage of him hooping. And it's 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 I've seen enough. I'll leave it at that. I'm I'm a watch for the fun, man. I'm I'm I, you know, the same reason I watch, you know what I'm saying, uh Jake Paul fights. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not good boxing, but it's a spectacle, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm there for the spectacle, but yeah, J. Cole, like, I think he's doing, getting more, I watched his little documentary, I think he's going to get more features on this album. I think the thing about J. Cole albums is just so much fucking J. Cole. 18 songs of the same nigga, like, rapidy rap, 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 you know what I'm saying? And not always the funnest beat selection, but I will say this, when I'm in the mood for J. Cole, which is probably once every two or three years, I don't want to listen to anybody else. You know what I mean? And when I'm in J. Cole moves, but... Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's doing some features. He's been doing shit with Twenty One Savage, you know what I'm saying? And he was actually in the in the uh, documentary. So I think he's doing more features this this album. I, I think it. I think shit gonna be fire, bro. He's been bugging on this motherfucker for years. So you both softened your J Cole stance since the last time he was a topic on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when, I mean, when did the, we talk about him last? I don't even I, remember. I believe. I mean, it was like years ago, but I believe John said some very untoward things about J Cole. <laughs> I just thought he was boring, and I and I still think his last album. I'm not, I, I you know, are, are they're boring? But I've always said I'll listen. I'm, I'm in a mood for J Cole ever so often, and I and I, I'm interested. I, I was always interested in why kids love J Cole so much. Um, and that you know, generation, like, the 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 Forest Hills Drive generation, they love J. They love J Cole. Like, they love J Cole. And he got some joints. I mean, he got some joints. I go back to sing like you know, like his those some singles. I'll, I'll go back to. I listen watch on YouTube, whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this one be should be better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Twitter, Twitter is not an actual reflection of a lot of shit, and it's definitely not not an actual reflection of the following that J Cole really has. Like, you know, he might be a punchline on Twitter, but that motherfucker is a monster when it comes to like sales, sales and streams, bro. It's like Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole are like the three big dogs in rap right now. It's Half just, a it, meal it's, first week, you know what I'm saying? Like It's just crazy. interesting how generational, I mean, rap's always been generational, you know, to an extent, but now that streaming has sort of leveled the playing field to where it's not like, you know, when we were kids and there were CDs, so there was physical space that you had to take up if you were popular. Yeah. Now that it, the, the playing field is leveled, I feel like you see that stratification, like you could just give me a Spotify, you know, stats on someone. I could tell you almost within the month, it feels like. <laughs> you know when they were born just that's how divided mm-hmm. it is it's kind of a funny thing um we got an email we had a conversation about hanging up our about unscrewing our fists and hanging them up <laughs> 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 on the last podcast we we got an email from jasper at uppercase wears on twitter that uh I, I think we all agreed that we had to we had to read this story on the pod jasper says When I was in college, I was waiting in a busy student bar to order a drink with my friend. A space freed up in front of him, and when he scooched up to the counter, some other guy, who I presume wanted that spot, grabbed him and threw him into the bar. Watching them start to shout and shove each other, my drunk ass decided it would be a good idea to grab the other guy's rib cage and start tickling him. It's beautiful. He's so comfortable in, like, the weirdest moments. Like, you know, good under stress. That's perfect. 
He quickly brought his arms to his torso and writhed the way you'd expect a child to. He looked at me, looked at my friend, looked back at me, and walked away. <laughs> Continue. Well, there was another, what, what, what did he finish it with? He said, I'm still amazed this successfully diffused the situation and have three competing theories as to why. Number one, he felt so emasculated by how he reacted to being tickled that he cut his losses. Number two, he thought I was clinically insane if I chose to tickle and smile at another man and wanted no part of it. And number three, the last option is that he recognized me as I ran slash helped coach our college's boxing club. I went to a big school, though, so it seems unlikely. <laughs> I think I would look at a nigga and think he was a joker if he did that shit to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, this nigga is a real villain. You know what I mean? I got something for you. <laughs> You know, I mean, how confident are you in yourself if you do that shit? I think there's there's possibly another explanation is that homie realized how stupid all the shit was and most fucking fights are fucking stupid, right? So that could pos- be a possibility too. Like, yeah, I'm really about to fight a man over a bar spot. Thank you for tickling me and bringing me back to my senses. You know what I mean? So that could have been it too. But great was- fucking way to diffuse it because I don't know how... <laughs> I would have reacted if a motherfucker tickles my ribcage when I'm ready for some action. Like, God damn, what the fuck? I'm really surprised you didn't get stole off on. You know what I mean? That seems like the most likely thing to happen in that situation. Tickling paralyzes you, though, bro. Like, you can't swing on a motherfucker when you get tickled. I know, tickled. but I'm saying... I gave my best friend in middle school a black eye because he tried to tickle me on the bus, and I just elbowed him right in the eye without even thinking about it, though. Like, it, it's, it, like, it paralyzes you, but you also have an immediate, uncontrollable protective, Reaction, yeah. like, yeah. ah! You know? Mm-hmm. I think Tyler's right because I did see... I, I've seen a fight get stopped by someone just yelling... Think about your mom. And for like a half a second, everyone just paused. And then it was just like, no one had the energy. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it that quick it reset. All out of it there. was like, yeah. man, I don't want to think about my fucking mom right now. <laughs> I think if I'm mad enough to fight and somebody tickles me, I'll probably stick that motherfucker though. I just feel like, I mean, that's what I say now, but I've honestly never been in that situation. And to look at the smile might've really got me off. Cause I bet that was a mischievous <laughs> grin on his eyes. He probably like had the capability of murder inside of his brain. You know what I mean? With that smile after well, tickling during that situation. Think, think about the positioning. If his yeah. friend is just got shoved into the bar and you tickled the guy from behind, you're looking at a man who he's between you and your friend that he just shoved and was about to fight, right? So like yeah. that dude is in a he's in a bad physical spot too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would yeah. probably have gotten the fuck out of there too. Yeah, like maybe he thought he's gonna get jumped. Especially like the friend gets shoved over the over what spot you were in at fucking right, subway, right. bro. Like <laughs> the friend gets shoved, right? And like you know, he's off balance. He he has his shit back. You know, by the time you turn around after being tickled, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just that yeah, that situation is just kind of fucked up. Um, what would you what what did you think you have done, Mike? What do you think you have done? If someone had tickled me, yeah, yeah, I probably would have reactively elbowed somebody. Because I just, that's how you're, you're tight, but you're still protecting yourself, right? Because you do, your arms come in. But if I'm probably, ah! And then, I don't know, but I might have ran away, to be honest with you. Like, what the, what's this dude tickling me? <laughs> what the fuck is this man on, dog? <laughs> I mean, he tried to turn around and it was just like, <laughs> You know what I mean? That, that, that grin. You know what I mean? Like, just- he's. Certain shows come up on Netflix and make you want to cancel the subscription. You know what I mean? I, I don't I have no interest in streaming that adventure when someone tickles you when you're about to fight and then he's smiling at you. <laughs> That's some other shit for real, bro. 
I th- it wasn't a tickling. It was a smile after the tickling. That's what it was. You know what I mean? The grin. Not a smile. A grin. A grin. You know what I mean? Um, Matt Damon's face went viral yesterday in a, a promo for, I don't even, I don't want to talk about the movie, but he's, it looks like he's a, a you know, flag avi Twitter guy, <laughs> with like a camo hat and a grizzled beard. <laughs> And John, everyone was talking about this picture all day, just like, you know, doing uh, Tyler I Am's tweets about it's not racist. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> all kinds of other I'll shit. Tell you why, my friend. Yeah. But John quote tweeted, <laughs> it was like, I thought this looked like, you know, old dude from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> just the most, if you know John, that's the most on brand shit ever. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that nigga's name. You feel me? <laughs> I did not know that motherfucker's name. I knew he was in a movie. I had to look the movie up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, that's the movie. I probably should look just looked up who was in it, but I had that time. And I was just like, this is like the nigga from Goodwill Hunting. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was. And people were like, he's gonna get flamed. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if I know that motherfucker's name or not. Fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, please flame me over some shit I absolutely do not give a fuck about, dog. I forgot Leonardo DiCaprio's name like a year and a half ago one time. I was like, the nigga that, that, that slept in the bear in that one movie. I called him that, you know what I mean? Like, dog, like, I don't be knowing these motherfuckers' names. I ain't got time for that shit. I don't know that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Wild thing is, is that that picture looks like Leo if you set it to your mind that that's Leo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ever seen that that one drawing where it's like a, a beautiful French lady looking to the side or it's like an, an ugly old lady with her chin down? Y- y- y'all know that drawing I'm talking about? Yes. It's like that. It's, it's like an inception picture of fucking Matt and Leo at the same time. It's a total fucking mind fuck, bro. Is the dress blue or is it gold? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that shit. When he said, when uh, I think it was Network that tweeted it, I was like, this does look like, I was like, oh, it is Leonardo. You know what I mean? But I saw the image before, but I wasn't paying attention to what niggas was saying about it. I just thought it was the Goodwill Hunting nigga. You know what I mean? Matt Damon. You, but, Matt Damon. Yeah. I, it does go along, as Tyler pointed out, it does go along with all your theory that all white dudes could be named Matt. You were yeah. correct. This is a white dude named Matt. <laughs> Who you thought and I was thought he was another white dude. dude. You know what I mean? But it turns yeah. out he's a Matt. <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the most versatile white name on the planet. This has come up a couple of times on the podcast, though, and I've always wanted to do a uh, like on TNT. They do uh, who we play for with Shaq and Chuck, you know, about mm-hmm. like role NBA players. I've always wanted to do a like name this superstar white actor or actress game with you guys. <laughs> it wouldn't be fun because I would know like two. <laughs> if it's not Tom Hanks, it's iffy. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it ain't like Scarlett Johansson or Jennifer Lawrence, I might be out of it, dog. Like that might be Jennifer Lawrence, which Hunger Games chick, man. Oh, okay. Scarlett Johansson, who is that? Uh, Black Widow. Uh, What's what's another movie? uh, Black Widow, like from all the Marvel movies and the Avengers. Yeah, come on, man. I I forgot her. Like, who who, who is, who is, what's another movie? Uh, Damn, y'all can't remember another movie? I don't know who the fuck she is. That's either. all I know her from, bro. Um, yeah, I don't. She's a Black Widow. I don't know. It was shit. Does she have red, red tinted hair? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yes. short, short little pixie cut is what they call it, I believe. Okay. I think her hair is long in Avengers, bro. Anyway, I don't know what this is. <laughs> we all. <laughs> this is why we can't do that. We don't know segment. them. Who cares if we know segment. their name okay, or not? Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
Um, have you? I don't know if this is uh, affecting you in in Richmond, Tyler, but have you guys been keeping uh, tabs on the gas shortage that's being caused by people hoarding gasoline? Motherfuckers putting gas in plastic bags. What the fuck is wrong with people? Bro? Wait, 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 what? So there was a there was a story a couple of days ago. Um, there was a cyber attack on an oil pipeline uh-huh. that is obviously not a place. No cyber attack is a good cyber attack, but one affecting an oil pipelines, you know, probably on that red level. Um, (laughs) And from my understanding, there was, there is no actual gas shortage, but similar to the toilet, great toilet paper rush of of 2020, everyone was so worried about there being a gas shortage that they were going and filling up barrels and extra cans and as tyler pointed out there's literally a picture of someone with garbage bags filled with <laughs> gasoline americans trunk. are the worst people on the planet dog <laughs> we're so fucking scared of everything dog and it makes all the decisions for us like you get to the point where you're putting gas in plastic fucking bags what are you even gonna do with it where does How it you gonna go? pour How that shit it? in your car? Right. <laughs> From a plastic. From a plastic the, for one, the shit's gonna eat through the plastic for one. Nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, nigga, y'all just, just, I mean, absolute just fear of everything. It's so weird. Just like, damn. And it, what's crazy is there's no reason. There's no reason for us to have these crazy ass fears, but it's just wild. It, what the fuck is, that's so odd. But to go galaxy brain on your ass right here is, uh, is one of the driving fears here that we have an inept government who will not look out for us when shit hits the fan because I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah, which I think is one of the reasons, as John points out, it's like Americans have historically um, had a pretty easy time compared to the rest of the world. We, we haven't really had people drop a lot of bombs on us. Um, you know what I mean? Like our country's been right. pretty... The water usually works in most places. Like it's been, it's been pretty, but if you, even if you go to Europe and you'd be surprised how frequently like major plumbing issues, like London had a plumbing issue, the city of London last summer. You know what I mean? Doesn't have plumbing issues too? Yeah. So, but like, so it's, and what I think drives that home even further is it does, it tends to be white people who do the craziest hoarding. And so it's like the most taking care of people in the most taking care of country have the greatest fear about, and I don't know if it's a sense of, I don't know if it's, I haven't really been through anything in my life. Cause we saw that with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been able to dictate my reality my whole life. So how fucking dare you tell me to put a mask on, yeah. or I don't know if it's like a, some sense of guilt in the cosmic sense in the back of the head. That's like, things should be harder for me. So I'm going to prepare I for that. I, don't, I wouldn't blame it on the guilt. Cause I don't, <laughs> the guilt ain't helped with nothing else, nigga. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when I, when I saw the people, I saw a, a image of people filling up a bunch of gas tanks and the people I saw do it were, I said in my car, which I was in traffic looking at my phone. I probably shouldn't have been. I was like, those are the exact people that would run to the fucking gas tank and fill up their gas, you know? And Get to the you know the gas station to fill up these fucking whatever, but yeah. Well, we had a we had a running joke in Long Beach. If you were in the suburbs, everywhere was out of toilet paper, and if you went over by Poly or to North Long Beach or anywhere else that was not a suburb of Long Beach, no one ever ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> we'll be fine. That is like the mantra of minorities. We'll figure it out. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Well, and maybe the intelligence to know that a garbage bag filled with gasoline isn't going to help you out of any jam. You anyway. said it, I didn't. So. <laughs> but I'll, 
Agreed. Which one of you asked, how are they going to get it in the car? That's a great question. I was wondering, I was wondering, like, what are you going to do with it? You're going to use a pixie stick straw, the really big plastic ones. Where we go from here? What's the fucking, you got it in the, in the bag. What, what do you do with it after that? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Speaking of gas bags, let's talk about uh, the Joe Budden pod. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this motherfucker is on fire. <laughs> Goddamn car. I'm on fire like a trunk filled with gasoline in the hot <laughs> south, bro. No, you <laughs> I am. A, I am just. Tyler, I don't follow the Joe Bitch. Budden drama. I don't even know what Twitter knows. Can you explain this? Uh, th- can you give us the setup here? Yeah, I, I don't follow the pod either. I just know what Twitter knows, too. And to, you know, s- summarize it, it's just basically it looks like Joey wasn't being transparent with his co-host, uh, Mal and Rory. Um, he was not cutting them in what they thought should be their share. And due to them expressing their grievances, he just fired them. And that's the end of that iteration of the podcast. And they were supposed to be homies. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I know I know Joe Budden and Maul, like those motherfuckers knew each other for like 20 years or so. And Rory just kind of came along. But they, you know, Joe had said on camera, you know, you're my friend and shit. But shit falls apart like that. Not with us, though, because we are not built like that. We, we we, one of the two arguments we're, fr- we're we've friends had in real was, life. Yeah, right, right. The, one of the two arguments we've had is trying to make sure all of us got more money for each other. You know what I mean? We're like, right. yeah. our last argument two years ago was yeah. you're, you should get more money than you're taking. <laughs> right. Right. That's the shit we argue about. And I was like, it's going to be equal. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I, it, it is the saddest shit. This shit always bums me out. Cause it's always when friends get there's like, they have a, there's enough money going around the button pod. Mm-hmm. There's a, like, there's enough money for everyone. To they had a $6 million dollar deal dog. And I think there's it was enough more- money. There's enough money for you to not fire your friend of 20 years over that shit. Bro. Could you imagine six million dollars and like and splitting that up in whatever way, bro? Like you don't have to pay for like people to produce it and all that shit too, right? But like, say you all got five hundred thousand, whatever, right? Could you imagine? I honestly can't imagine arguing about any amount of money with my friends about anything. About anything? Any, no, never, never. Like, bro, like it's it's just you know, hey, let's just but. That amount of money and being like, I want more. I want like I want more and I want it to come from you. Not uh, not we deserve more as a you know with whoever we signed the deal, but like I want you to give me more. But this is but this is the thing that happened though, bro. Like they got that six million dollar deal. He felt shitty about how how much money they got because um because Joe Bud, I mean, uh, Joe Rogan got 100 M's. Uh, Joe Rogan got 100 M's because Joe Rogan. Okay, it's Joe it's, fucking it's, Rogan. It's Joe fucking Rogan. You feel <laughs> yeah. I me? Mean, those numbers are insane. You can't, you know yeah. what I mean? And so they went to Patreon. He wouldn't open up the Patreon books for them to see how many subscribers and the numbers they had. And so they were like, you know, I can't. And I saw I get there, like why they were Yeah, for sure. But at the I don't, same I know, time, I don't like, get him. That's my I don't get his. If the, if the thing's got your name on it, your number one job, if in my opinion, is to take care of your other people, right. you know, especially when it's people that you care about in real life. But even if you like deserve more, right? When it gets to a particular number, nigga, let's just split it equal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need like, do you need more? 
You know what I'm saying? Like you need two point five versus two million dollars. You know, right. <laughs> like you, 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 you really stop fucking with your friends over greed alone when you're when already more than you even needed. Yeah. Um, all right, we're almost out of ta- uh, time, but before we get out of here, I need uh, Tyler. Can you break down the linked influencer post that you uh, were talking about on Twitter for us? Because this was one of the wildest. This is also known as the Booger believe. Boy of the Week. Yeah, this, this, is this is the Booger is, Boy of the Week. The Booger Boy. Yes. The Booger Boy of the Week. <laughs> yeah. So for those who are unaware of the hellscape that is LinkedIn, it is a place where fucking LinkedIn influencers have run amok, I say, with the lies and the, and the bootstrap bullshit stories. And, <laughs> and every day I'm, and see, this is where LinkedIn, this is why that shit runs rampant on LinkedIn. Because nobody wants their coworkers to see them arguing, right? So people say shit like that. And I'll be on there like, if you said this shit on Twitter, I would have lit your ass up. But my <laughs> boss follows me on this motherfucker, right? So I got to let this shit slide. So that's why that shit runs unchecked on LinkedIn. But we're going to talk about our guy, Justin, here. <laughs> Motherfucking Justin, <laughs> who is a director of commercial sales somewhere. We're not going to air him all the way out. But. Okay, but anyway, this motherfucker said that he he compared himself to the Michael Jordan of small talk at a Starbucks drive-thru <laughs> on LinkedIn. Bro, if you don't shut the entire fuck up, my nigga, due to you being cordial, <laughs> you compared yourself to MJ. I am the Michael Jordan of cordiality. Bro, I hate that man, and I've never met him. I hate him. <laughs> How annoying of a human being you have to be to do that shit, dog. That, bro, they're all over LinkedIn. He is not a isolated case here. I never you're saying this might not be our last Booger Boy of the Week to come from the, the oh. hallowed halls of <laughs> I fucking hate that site so much. <laughs> oh, God, damn. We might see the MJ of cordiality show up again. <laughs> on the Jiggins and Jones podcast. You never know. All right. That's all the time we've got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Give us five stars. Hey, John's mom kind of approves of us. So, oh, you know, we'll take that. That's yeah. a big compliment Hell right yeah. there. She thinks we'll be it's back funny, on Monday. She also thinks it's <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> She's correct. She's correct. We'll be back on She's Monday correct. with our playoff preview. We're, uh, we're fired up. We can't wait for playoff basketball. Catch y'all soon. Bye. 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 The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.